Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They will be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You are encouraged to call in and share your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Are you ready for your dose of hope? You're listening to Pause I Am Radio. And welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. This evening, Jeremy Dunn is with me. Hello, Jeremy. Well, hello, Robert. Long time Feels like I haven't talk. seen you in forever, right? <laughs> I know. What was it? Thursday, I think, the last time I saw you. Yes, yes. So how have, uh, how have you been? You know what? I've been okay. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Um, I uh, got home, and uh, I had to rush out and go... Uh, down to some friend's house and so I can house sit and dog sit. So I've got Charlie with me and uh and she's with her very two be- two very best friends, Buzz and Jake. So so we're gonna give a shout out to Buzz, Jake and Charlie tonight. <laughs> they're all I'm gonna like assume, they're I'm gonna all assume that they're dogs. The <laughs> yeah, they're all dogs. They're they're all <laughs> sacked out on the floor right now because they've been playing so hard today. And um <laughs> And so, so Buzz is a seventy-pound uh, golden retriever, and uh, then then Jake is this thirty-pound terrier something, and Charlie, of course, is my darling, my my love, my girl. She's my girlfriend, and when I say girlfriend, she thinks I'm saying go for a ride, but that's not what I'm saying. Um, so her little <laughs> head pops over, but she's a cocker spaniel mix, and and you know they have been keeping me. So happy today and and yesterday, but and, but uh, but yeah. So um, I I miss I miss everyone. I got to tell you, I really do miss everybody. I didn't realize how bad I was going to miss you boys um, until I got on that airplane. It was it was hard to say goodbye. And there goes Charlie. She's going to go bark at something that isn't there. So sorry. <laughs> So um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is actually going to be our International AIDS Conference recap show. We're going to actually try to recap the whole entire conference. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by the amazing activists that you probably saw photos of, whether it was on Facebook or you were at the march or you were at the conference, Aaron Laxton. Um, what do you mean photos? Was gen- Not just photos, but he was on every, every news <laughs> camera from around the world. Right? We called him our little MW. Yeah. <laughs> But he was, uh, he, he definitely um, inspired me, and it was great to actually meet him because this is the first time we met him in person. It is. And I've got to tell you, um, and he, I know he's probably not listening just yet, but I'm sure he'll listen to the, um, I, I still have a bit of a crush on him. Yeah, he I, was, I um, yeah. And, and when I say crush, I mean, I, I, it's more of a, bro, uh, of, um, a, a bromance more than anything, 
you know the right. romance, yeah, movies. He he really inspires me, and uh, for what he 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 really has inspired me to kind of reach within myself and and pull out some some of the uh, the, the inner courage that I, that I've been sitting on. So um, I'm 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 so excited to have him on. It was thrilling to meet him. No, it was Sorry, great. And the funny thing is, is I went on after I got home. I went and I checked out his videos. Um, if you go to uh, my HIV journey, um, I believe his actual blog address is um, AaronLaxton.blogspot.com. Um, but he posted videos as he was traveling because he drove from St. Louis, and that's what was it, 16 hours that he Something drove by like himself. That. Yeah, and he he stopped at this park and did a video, I guess, right when he was on his way, and he showed everybody what was in his car. And he didn't just come with, you know, his his bag of clothes and himself. He came with every single piece of equipment that he could to make videos. You know what I mean? And I, I was I was blown away with everything that he brought. I mean, he brought the air mattress, he brought food, he brought uh, energy drinks. I mean, he brought waters, he brought so, everything. So. Be- before before we get into and, and before we bring him on, is he even there yet? I don't even know if they, he's there yet or not. But but before we bring him on, I, I just want to mention something that um, it, 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 I think it cracked us all up. I think it was our first night uh, in the apartment. It was it was you, myself, uh, David Ponsard, and Daniel Bauer, and 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 Aaron Laxton. Aaron proceeds to just strip down, put a pillow over his, you know, everything, sit on that air mattress, open up a box of Ritz crackers, bread and butter pickle chips, and cheese whiz, oh. and he was making these, these, these cracker sandwiches with Ritz crackers, bread and butter peanut chip, uh, bread and butter pickle chips, and, and cheese whiz. Sandwiched between two Ritz crackers, and he's just sitting there popping them in. And and the, the, the all of us were sitting there looking at him, going, "What are you doing?" And then, so I I had to try it. I had to. I had to. I I, I had. And and I have to tell you, I think I now have my new comfort food. It's, <laughs> as, as disgusting as it sounds, it was really really tasty. So, um, if nothing else that I brought back with me from the um, from the IAC this year, well, it's it is that Ritz crackers, bread and butter pickle chips, and cheese whiz. Which, by the way, I'm going to the store today or tomorrow afternoon, and I'm picking up some Ritz crackers and cheese whiz because I have some bread and butter pickle chips. So, in honor of Aaron, uh, that's what I'm going to be snacking on a little bit later on. So, that's fine. There you go. <laughs> That was uh, hilarious. That, that's probably my favorite. Um, that's probably my favorite. My favorite Aaron Laxton story of of the entire of the entire week. I think he's on. Actually, should we should we wait? Yeah, yeah, should yeah. we hang him out there to to should, or should we just say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Aaron Laxton. Aaron, you're you're on the air. Well, hello, boys. How are you? Good, I'm fabulous. How are you? Did you did you hear my ode to you? Well, no, I just uh, called in uh, right as you were saying my favorite Aaron Laxon story. So it's kind of scary what you're going to say. <laughs> um, we already we, see we we already um, 
talked about it before you got on the air um, about your uh, Ritz crackers and, and pickles and, and cheese whiz. And um, <laughs> you know, in my defense, that was Ambien. I, I cannot help it. That is a. It was not me. The, the devil took over me. I guess. But but Aaron. I liked it, and I wasn't on Ambien, so I'm going to the store tomorrow, and I'm picking up cheese with and Ritz crackers. <laughs> hey, we need to add allegedly. This is an allegedly situation. Yeah, um, it isn't. It, it isn't because I believe there is video somewhere floating around. <laughs> Jeremy Dunn, I will kill you. So, Aaron, I, I, I just have to say, man, meeting you um, was definitely one of the highlights of the conference and hanging out with you and seeing you do you. It was inspiring, and it left me wanting to do more, and I'm sure Jeremy feels the same way. Well, I, you know, I, I'm flattered uh, anytime people say those things. Uh, I don't necessarily know how to take those kind of statements uh, just because, you know, we, we all do this work because we're very passionate people about uh, the movement and the cause. And uh, I have to say that the the week, there's so many great stories, but the, I would say by and large, the just the formation of all of our relationships, our brotherhood and our family, um, that would, it will always stand out in my mind as, um, you know, what International AIDS Conference was for me. Oh, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I think all of us have um, just – we. I, I didn't know what – because none of us had met except uh, Daniel, Robert, and, and me. Um, and I – the three of us had met prior. And then so, – so, Aaron, I'm going to let you tell the story of how it is you met me and, and – <laughs> And the three of us, because this story is absolutely hysterical. So, I, I'm Aaron, just just go with it. Now, once upon a time in a little town in Washington, D.C., uh, Aaron had driven 16 hours to get to Washington, D.C., while the other parts of the hashtag team, uh, uh, Robert, Daniel, and um, Jeremy, converged via train. So it really was a planes, train, and automobile type of scenario. Mm-hmm. So I had, I had, I had uh, arrived in D.C., dropped everything off uh, at the apartment, and uh, and then typed in the GPS location of the Union Station. Now, the first people I meet was Robert and Daniel, Daniel being this 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 large, looks like he, he could play football, Robert is exactly what Robert is. Um, you know, this very uh, a cute guy, soccer player. I mean, you know, she's very true to form. And I don't necessarily <laughs> see Jer- or I don't see Jeremy, Jeremy as much as I hear Jeremy. <laughs> and over the sound of idling taxi cabs, honking horns, and the smell of Washington D.C., I hear Jeremy just being Jeremy. I, I can't even... And it was at that point in time I knew that I didn't have any Xanax with me. And, <laughs> and I needed a Xanax. And so we quickly tried to pack everything away in my car. 
Now, remember, we're all meeting for the first time. I'm meeting you all for the first time. Right. And I'm like, oh, oh, Jesus, what did I just get into? So Robert gets in the back seat. Finally, we figure out we have to put put you, Jeremy, in the back seat, which I'm, you know, like I told you, it wasn't the first time you'd been in the back seat of a car that the doors couldn't open from the inside, right? I mean, you were quite acquainted with a, a back seat of a car. I mean, a cop car, a cop car. And so then we have Daniel, and we're trying to pack everything away. And, yeah, I mean, it was a rough start between me and Jeremy. But you know what? Uh it was just one of those things we all got settled in, and, and, you know, I think that is one of those stories that will always stand out. <laughs> all i got to say is thank you for traveling with us. <laughs> <laughs> we know you have lots of choices when traveling, so thank you for choosing with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yes, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that was indeed probably um, – not necessarily the way you want to meet somebody for the first time, but well, I mean, it, 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 you know, we should, also let, we should also let the listeners know that Jeremy, in all his glory, thought he had left his satchel <laughs> on, on a train. train. Now, in the satchel had a computer, had an iPad, had scripts for Daniel's show, had everything. Including the key to the suitcase that we had, but we didn't have the key. And his wallet. <laughs> and it was only later that I found out he had left it in the back seat of my car. <laughs> and this is God, after we had we had broken the zipper on my suitcase to get in. <laughs> and for that yes, I you did. get a you're so pretty comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did MacGyver oh. it and get it open. <laughs> yes, you did, yes. So so thank you, Robert. Brining for um, for breaking into my luggage. Uh, well, here I am standing God. on the corner of Rhode Island and 17th or whatever, and I look inside the back seat of my car, and and uh, Robert standing outside the apartment. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! Really, no one has this good of luck, except Jerry. <laughs> exactly, and this is why you don't drink Bloody Marys. <laughs> <laughs> at 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Bam! No, 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 no. We started. Now, now, okay, if we're going to throw me under the bus on this one, we're throwing Mr. Bauer under the bus on this one, too. And I hope Daniel's listening. Because Daniel and I caught the same train in Philadelphia. And so, you know, I was up in business class. Thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> so, so... And mind you, um, <laughs> he says, oh, no, you don't. He can't even spell. <laughs> He's, like, yelling at me in the chat room. And, um, and so, so so mind you, I, get, I, I had gone, I had flown into Philadelphia Friday. And um, so I'm there all afternoon. And what do I do? I, I I couldn't I I didn't want to stay up in the room and or anything like that so so I go down I said okay I'm just gonna go get a, a late lunch and I ended up drinking that lunch from uh, God knows when to when um, but I oh we up. know we know <laughs> anyway I woke up very hungover the very next morning and um, I'm so lucky I got back to my room. Uh, but so I wake up hungover. I get to the train station. I my head's in my hands, and, 
And the first words out of Daniel's mouth are, here, take these. <laughs> a handful of ibuprofen. So, so I, I see Daniel in the, in the, in the, um, in the, in the, in the cafe car. And this is how we begin our journey. And so we get onto the, onto the, onto the car. It's 830 in the morning. Daniel and I start drinking Bloody Marys. And and that's how this whole thing started. And I got to tell you, I have never had so much fun getting to a conference. <laughs> I, I think, you know, just having some alone time with Daniel, but just you know, being goofballs the way we were, and and then and then meeting everybody for the first time and getting settled in, and and just it, it was it was it was an absolute delight. To, to be with all of you guys and and I can't wait till we get to meet uh, meet and and do something like this again um and hopefully we can do you know something before the next conference so yeah absolutely I thought it was it was definitely a, a conference that I won't forget it was very uh, life changing um just going there and experiencing it all the history so let's start talking a little bit about what you know what we yeah, did definitely. while we were there um, the first day that when we were really there, I guess would be would have been on Monday when they did um, basically the march on Washington where we all went. Um, no, that was and, that, that was right? Sunday. That was Sunday. Was it? Was it yeah. Sunday? God, my days are bad. So Sunday was the march on Washington when um, you know we all walked in. I remember when we walked first. When I walked into the apartment and I saw Aaron's sign, I was jealous from the get go because I didn't have a sign. And you know, you've seen the sign on photos that you see watching the show now. Um, it says I am HIV positive, and that's all it had to say. On the other side was a red ribbon. And when we were there at that march on Washington, doing those things, enchanting those those words, and, and just in that like kind of unity with everybody who was living with HIV, it was very for me. It was a very emotional thing because I've never been in that big of a crowd with so many people who were so passionate about HIV and AIDS. Oh. No, it's, it's definitely right. I, I was I was astonished. I, I I think I said it a few times. Had I known that that sign would have been that big of a hit, um, I would have brought 20 of them. Uh, you know, the amount of people that walked up while I was carrying that sign, um, and either said, you know, I am too, or or can I take a picture with your sign, or, and I think that says a lot about our society, right? That's what we fight for. Um, yeah, these conferences are great and that march is great, but we ultimately have to go back to our homes and we have to go back to a society where we still face stigma and we still face um, ignorance. And for I think for all of us, it was a very it was a time to be re-energized and to refocus ourselves and to say, you know what, we're not alone in this fight. There are, you know, thirty other thousand people who who are living in the same situation. Right, and as Ken says here, that was actually uh, the opening ceremonies where we were able at the National Mall where we saw the, the quilt and all that stuff there was when that, um, the actual March on Washington happened later, actually right before our radio show that we were doing that day. So we weren't actually able to do the March on Washington. So, uh, Aaron, I know you did. Can you tell us a little bit what that was like for you? Well, you know, the, the yeah, the... You know, the reason I went to D.C. was, yeah, they go to the IAC. Um, the IAC, by very nature, is very academic, and so a lot of you had a lot of research and things like that. And so for the activists and, and those that, that do that kind of social change, 
the marches were very um, enlightening. And so the uh, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, um, Margaret Cho, there was a celebrity studies. I, I would say the organizers of the Keep the Promise March were, I mean, they were on it. And uh, we marched from right on the corner of the Washington Monument um, down by the White House and up Pennsylvania to the to the Capitol Hill. And and there were different groups that were, they were demonstrating for different reasons. Um, and they were all right. There was nobody that was exactly right or exactly wrong. But, you know, you felt while you were marching that your voice was really being heard, whether it was by the president or whether it was by whoever. You were in solidarity with other groups. Hmm. Now, the one thing that you had posted earlier, or I guess yesterday you had posted some pictures about the, the, the quilt, and we know the Names Project was there. And there's one quote because uh, when you read these stories, they're each very person, you know, personal. And there was one quote that I read, and I, I think I'll always take it with me. And it was from a, a, a line that a, someone wrote, only a person I can assume was a brother or a friend or something of that nature. But this person said, you know, a man has not fulfilled their destiny until they've conquered their own universe. Mm. And for me, that's very powerful for many reasons, and so I took a picture of it. But recognizing, you know, the reason we're fighting is that so it's completely possible that none of our names will ever be on that quilt. That's yeah. what I'm aiming for. Right. And, and I think that's what... No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I should, you know, that's, that's the reality that we're facing today, that... Um, Thanks to technology and thanks to the work that we're doing, we have a lot of a lot of work left to do, and we have a long road ahead of us. But you know, we have the hope that we can live a long and healthy life, and quite possibly within our lifespan, um, see a cure um, that is practical and affordable for all. Yeah, I think um, seeing the AIDS quilt, I've seen it before here when it comes to the the AIDS walk here in Philly. But to see that massive size of all the names and, and, and all the, you know, the panels together, um, it was a very emotional experience. And like I, I say all the time, I'm not the type of person who will cry in public. We're really in front of anybody. I really hold all my emotions in. And oh, I will. For me to go, <laughs> and for me to go there and to just read, you know, the things that were on the quilt, it, it, it touched me in a way that I had to cry. I had to let it out. Seeing the name, seeing a quilt, and seeing father, brother, partner, you know what I mean, uh, cousin, and, like, the dog's paws, like, you know, imprinted on the quilt. Things like that is what really moved me in the personal poems that, you know, people wrote or messages to their loved one that passed on. Um, because they had the quilt at the National Mall for the first two days, I believe, and then they actually moved it to the National Building Museum, which was actually somewhere I wanted to go eventually because, as I said before, they were using one of my images in their um, pamphlets to advertise that the quilt was there. Well, actually, they used my image only to advertise that the quilt was there um, from a photo that I took at the AIDS Walk in 2010 here in Philly. So when I went there, I was able to see a lot more of it, and it was spread all out. And I was able to get, like, in between the panels and really look at them, where when they were all together at the mall, they seemed to be bunched in big groups. So 
just doing that and, and seeing all the different things that people do. And, I mean, there was one panel that I remember this grandma, the one lady made a quilt for her daughter who, um, passed, you know, died from AIDS. But before she died, she gave birth to a child, a, a son, and the son ended up passing from AIDS eight years later, um, so at eight years old. And there was a quilt there for the mom and a quilt there for the for, for the son, and the grandmother made it for both of them, for her daughter and her grandson. And I think that was the most touching thing for me to see was that, you know, you make, could you imagine making a quilt for your daughter and then in five years later making a quilt for your grandson? Yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, uh, we can't really, I think, put into words the, the magnitude. I think to each one, to each person, whenever you look at the quilt, it's a very different thing. And each person is going to get their, they're going to, the takeaway is different. I know for me, standing there with a sign that said, I am HIV positive, and, and for each person, right, that's standing there knowing that we're positive. So we have the same thing in our system. We have the same virus flowing through us. That if it wasn't, if it was 10 years ago, then our, our outlook would have been much different, much more different than it is now. And so I think, yeah, it's very emotional, and I think that's the – we have to remember where we've come from. We have to remember that we've lost almost 30 million people from this thing, and we and can't simply let them let them fall by the wayside or go into history without remembering right. their and, and what did um, – oh, what's the guy's name who got up there and, and talked? Anyway, he mentioned, you know, 5,000 people today. Five Michael Weinstein? Wow. That's him, Michael Weinstein. I was um, going to say Harvey Weinstein, um, but that was, yeah, AIDS Healthcare. I was going to say Harvey Weinstein, but that's a producer in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, when you start putting, you know, 5,000 people a day dying from HIV, I think we calculated that out, and that was like 1.8 million people and uh, a year. And if you think of 1.8 million people a year, Think of, you know, small cities, you know, um, that are just wiped out every day, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's, that, 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 that kind of puts things into a bit of perspective, too, when you can visualize things like that. Speaking yeah, of – oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I just wanted to say, but I think it's important. You know, a lot of people were, were wondering, like, why do you think it's so important that the quilt is here? And like you said – it, it reminds you of the history, and if you're newly diagnosed, and there were people there who were really newly diagnosed, for them to see the quilt and to see how far we've come and what has happened in our history, it's important. We can't forget our history. No, we can't. Right. I mean, because we have to always, we have to look back in order to to, to go forward. But um, I wanted to also kind of uh, segue in, because we're at the bottom of the hour already. I can't believe this. Um, wow. I mean, I know. It's so nice to have when we have – it's like old friends week, old home week. Yay. <laughs> um, uh, so I want to talk about the Global Village, which I think was one of the, the neatest parts of the, of the whole conference. Um, what, what did you think, Aaron, being, uh, being there? Well, I think that I, – I think it was, it was great. Obviously, there was a lot of great resources you got a, a chance, uh, for me personally, you know, going to all the different, you know, you you had 
vendors that were from Sweden. You had vendors from Uganda. You had vendors from, from all walks of life. And then seeing the innovative things that people are trying to do and some of the things we're already doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it just solidified the fact that it was, you know, we're in this fight together. It was also a great free resource. So for people who were at the conference, um, like myself, I didn't have a ticket to go to get into the actual conference. And because of the price, the price of going to IAC is very expensive. Um, that's one of my biggest complaints. Um, and so, you know, if, and if you didn't have $1,000 for a ticket, um, the Global Village was a great asset and a great resource for the average person to get a lot of information and to network. Yeah. yeah. And, I agree. And I mean, I, 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 go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say I totally agree. The Global Village was a great resource for people who didn't have the funds because the average person living with HIV did not have $1,000, and not everybody was able to get scholarships. So the Global Village was, for me, I think the best, one of the best parts of the conference if you attended it. Um, you were able to, to, to meet people, like you said, Aaron, from all over the world, Uganda, I mean, everywhere. And then you got to, I got, we got to meet people that, you know, we've had on the show before. We've got to meet, um, uh, Vicki Lynn was there, um, Michelle uh, Anderson, Miss 2011 Plus America was there. Um, Maria Mejia we got to meet for the first time. You know what I mean? Like we got to meet and interact with those people that we talk to every day online. At oh, the Global oh Village. hold on. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. There's thunder and lightning, and it's freaking the dogs out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, guys. No, that's fine. But I think okay. for me, one of the best parts of the Global Village was on Monday when we actually had the opportunity <sighs> to hear Jamar Rogers sing and meet Mama Mama Rogers. I mean, that for me was like icing on the cake. Well, I mean, we can't forget, for the record, um, the protesting of the mayor of D.C., uh, in which <laughs> yours truly, um, Robert, um, and myself, and it was more Robert. I think Robert pulled me up more than me pulling him up. Um, but <laughs> needless to say, uh, if you look at pictures of the mayor of D.C. trying to open the global village just moments after Jamar sang, um, you will see Robert and my mug uh, blocking the mayor of D.C. from talking and ultimately him leaving stage. So, yeah, I mean, you drown him out. And I actually uh, have video of that whole thing. So I'm actually I'm working on... Um, on editing the video so I can get it uploaded. So, And I believe that that protest was put on by um, Housing Works. And we've had uh, Larry Bryant from Housing Works actually come on the show before. And <clears throat> what we were chanting was, um, numbers don't lie, politicians do. And I think it would fit perfectly. Yes. Yep. And as, as a matter of fact, I have to tell you, I am wearing a Housing Works T-shirt right now. And it says... It says, we the people can end AIDS. And that's the truth. And plus, it's really cute. It's a little gray v-neck. It makes my chest look kind of nice. And, and <laughs> so, so, like I, I said, I think one of the highlights was we were actually able to hear Jamar perform in the morning. And then that evening, he also performed at the Black Cat. He closed the, the, the bar down. And he came in and performed. And then, like, he, he you know, came out afterwards and... and and hung out with us in the bar and, and talked to us. And, you know, it kind of like did a meet and greet, which was very cool. And I think 
it just shows the type of person that Jamar was. I mean, meeting him and interacting with him was something that I will never, ever forget. I, I will say that, and I told Jamar this later on, um, and, uh, you know, I, I would say this to anybody, uh, there are two people that are monumental in this movement, uh, this generation's movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I w- those two people, first would be uh, uh, Timothy Ray Brown, the first mm-hmm. man cured of HIV. I think he holds the key, uh, and, and now we have patient two and three that have been right. tentatively cured. But I think the other person um, was uh, Jamar. Now, Jamar did not have to tell his story, but if you've been around Jamar for any amount of time, he's got this infectious smile. He's got this this intense energy that he wants to share with everybody. And just being around him for any amount of time, you just become very, um, I I don't know, he, he picks you up. And mm-hmm. he's, he's very honest about his own struggles, his own life. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate uh, that I, I have the time to spend with him and, and with you guys. Um, you know, I think he doesn't, he'll never recognize, or maybe he does, what he's done for our cause. But he did with disclosing his status on, on NBC's The Voice to, you know, millions of people, he did more for our cause than most of us will do our entire life, lifetime. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. Very mean, true. And, <coughs> excuse me, no, I was just going to say that um, it, he brings, you know, he's bringing a whole younger generation along than even you or uh, Aaron do. Right. Yeah, well, the cool thing I mean, is he doesn't recognize that, that he – because I asked Mama Rogers, I said, you know, do you – basically, do you realize what what Jamar's done? And I, I think her exact response was, uh, I don't think we're doing enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the the humble nature of who he is, he, you know, it, it's nothing. You know, I'm just doing what I can do. Yeah, and, right. and uh, that's what's inspiring. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I totally agree. Using powers for good, <laughs> and, and and I have to give credit to his mother too. You know what I mean? Because his mom being there and being so supportive, and and just loving everybody. I mean, she was just excited to meet us, the hashtag team, as, as we were to meet her. Oh, yeah. and I think that speaks volumes. And everybody who's living with HIV would want to have a mother that is just like Mama D. Yeah, right. absolutely. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I think I pushed Jamar out of the way at one point and said, "Give me your mom." <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to look at him, and go, "I'm not one of your fans, but I'm one of hers." <laughs> but we're actually, doing, no. we're actually, we spoke to, to Mama D about it. We're actually going to invite her on the show by herself. Yes, and we're we are. Allow her to, to talk about what it's like being Jamar's mom and being a mother of somebody with HIV because, yeah. you know, it really and, and changes your mother the way that you are. That, as a you know, it, that's so true. And then, you know what, we're not letting Jamar on. We're going to see him call in and we're not letting him in. He gets <laughs> his own fame. He gets his own time. It's mama's turn. 
Yeah, I hear you. So let's move on to the exhibition hall because that was the next thing I wanted to talk about since we're kind of winding down. Um, The exhibition hall to me was absolutely incredible. There was so much there to take in. Um, I was able to spend a couple hours at the body.com booth, which for me was really eye-opening. So many people knew about the body um, when they came up and they said, thank you so much for your website. It's, It's a great resource. I use it every day. And I guess you really don't realize when you blog for a place like that, how far your reach is, because you don't get feedback all the time. And I'm sure you understand, um, Aaron, because you blog for them as well. Right. You know, yeah, Nina, we don't always get comments. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's easy to just, you know, I was telling, I, I think, Jamar this, and I told a few other people, uh, you know, sometimes it's easy for each one of us to think that, us, that our story is not that remarkable. But each one of our stories has a different reach. You know, uh, your story, Robert, is, is, although there may be similarities with mine or with Jeremy's, there's things that are unique. Um, and, and so I think the phenomenal thing about the body is that it allows people from all walks of life, all ethnicities, all races and creeds to come together with one commonality. That commonality is HIV. And, you know, I, it was said, at the reception for uh, the body was gracious enough to have a reception for for all the bloggers, and right. I, I, you know, me personally, um, I, I would say that I'm one of the newest bloggers. But I would say there was many a nights when I was first diagnosed that, um, you know, in those moments of despair when you're you feel lost and alone, and and you all you have is your HIV diagnosis. That's all you have in the world. It's the mm-hmm. loneliest place to be. It's the loneliest place to to be when all you have on a piece of paper is reactive. You know, that's yeah. it. And so, but when you get on Google and you type in HIV, the body's one of the first things to pop up. And so that's when you hear all these stories. And you, you whether it's video messages or whether it's written word, you learn you're not alone. And I think that's the amazing, that's the selling point to the body is that Olivia over at the body has done a great job of getting our stories out. And for her, I'm very thankful. Yeah, and I was really sad to hear that that our friend at the body, Kelly, is leaving. So, uh, you know, I wish her well in her new adventure, but I, I'm going to say she's going to be sadly missed because she was such a, a, a great advocate and great to, to, to talk to, you know, about living right. with HIV and, and helping out. So we will miss her definitely. But I, I do uh, want to thank everybody who was there because I got to meet so many people from the body. I mean, Aaron, you were there, so you understand. It was, it was really cool to meet other bloggers that, you know, you never met before. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, was cool. you know, it's it's uh, always cool to come together and actually see the the faces behind these names. And you know, I I think you would even recognize that too, um, Robert, and you as well, Jeremy. You know, I mean, we would have no. This is not a celebrity thing, but we would be walking through whether it was the exist, you know, exhibition hall or the Global Village or even the streets, and have people come up and say, "Hey, aren't you so and so? Aren't you doing this or whatever?" And uh, I was at a uh, reception with Jeannie White, and uh, I had a, a kid that basically yelled it from across the hall that was at GWU. And he said, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I watch your blog, and I just want to thank you. And I think it's moments like that that we kind of sometimes take for granted. Hey, people are actually watching our stuff. They are listening. And yep. that kind of makes it worthwhile. It, it definitely makes it worthwhile. It certainly right. does, and, and especially, <clears throat> uh, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, 
I was standing up at the um, just outside the exhibition hall, as a matter of fact, and I was uh, I, I was waiting for a couple of people who stood me up, Aaron, and um, <laughs> and, uh, and and waiting to go eat lunch. But um, <clears throat> I said, you know, and so I'm standing there, you know, texting Aaron because he's standing me up, and I know he's standing me up because he's got to go find some other camera to go stand in front of. But um, I'm kidding. Love you. Mwah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, this guy walks up to me and goes, hey, aren't you that radio guy? <laughs> and uh, it was it was really nice to see that and to get that and to, and to, you know, to know that the message is getting out there. No matter what the format is, we and, – and Aaron, you have this amazing draw to you that – um, you you have that that thing about you, you know, that thing you do, and I think I think Robert was talking about this a little earlier. But um, you have this magnetism, you have this pull, and you do something that not all of us are able to do. And for that, I commend you. you you're you're an amazing guy, and I re- you really do inspire me. And uh, so, so thank you so much for, for, for being who you are, sharing your message and your story, and, and, and being that radical that I know that you are. <laughs> well, I, I, I thank you. I'm going to learn just to say thank you for now on. I'm just going to say right. thank you. Uh, just say you know, thank you, pal. <laughs> one of the things that really bugged me about the exhibition hall was the amount of money that these pharmaceutical companies spent on their booths. I mean, there was normal, like the booths at thebody.com was just a normal booth with our information, but these pharmaceutical companies had like tons of TVs that moved that, you know, all these different things, all the money that they put into that, they could have gave meds to so many people right now who can't afford it. And that was what made, made me really mad. I would agree with you, Robert, and I would say this to everyone that's listening right now. Um, there will come a point in time in our movement. Our biggest days of activism and protesting and demonstrations are not behind us, but I would say rather are in front of us. And the targets of these are going to be these pharmaceutical companies. Um, and, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, you're right. They They have... You know, lots of money they're spending, and um, to, to many of these pharmaceutical companies, all we are is a profit margin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I would just challenge all the listeners, yes, be radical. Act up, fight back, fight AIDS, um, and, and we need to hear our rally cry, cure, cure, cure. And um, we can see it on the horizon, but it's only going to come when people, yes, some, some are going to fall. Some are going to, to you know, um, this is a war, right? Um, mm-hmm. We all have to do what we can in this battle, in this, in this fight. Um, but we have to stop being passive, and we have to start to once again get angry and get mad um, about what's going on. And exactly what you're saying is exactly right, Robert. They're spending all this money on an ex- ex- exhibition hall um, when that's the same amount of funding they could give to giving free drugs out or to giving cheaper drugs out to those who are in desperate need of these these medications or a cure. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. 
Well, Im- imagine if all the pharmaceutical companies pooled together that they could take everybody who's on the waiting list off. Just yeah. just that little bit. Even one pharmaceutical company could do it. Just throw money at it. Well, see, you, now, you're, now you're getting a whole other show, Jeremy. That's a whole other show. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> So, so, but uh, I'm going to leave that there for a whole other show. You're absolutely right. Is but I wanted to uh, mention a couple of other things that uh, to talk about because we only have 15 minutes left of the show. Um, I want to talk about the press conference for uh, for for Timothy uh, for Timothy Ray Brown that uh, he gave uh, on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, uh, it was the twenty fourth. Yeah, that was Tuesday. Yeah. Um, my 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 whole the whole week was just a blur. I mean, so much going on. But um, Timothy Ray Brown gave a press conference, and we'll spend a couple minutes on this to announce his foundation, the Timothy Ra- the, Tim- the Timothy Ray <laughs> Brown Foundation. And um, Dave Purdy from the uh, World, AIDS, World AIDS Institute was there, and the World AIDS Institute is going to be partnering with uh, Timothy, Timothy to uh, promote research primarily um, to look at, you know, what is it about uh, Timothy and his donor, uh, his stem cell donor, that caused him to be, HIV, you know, to be cured of HIV, so I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of great great things um, on the horizon, and um, and it's not just for the United States, but it's for the world um, because you know it, it, just imagine what what could happen. Right, and and then the Timothy Ray Brown Foundation is primarily focused and solely actually on a cure, and I on believe your research. The, yeah. Right, and it's the first foundation to actually focus solely on that. So, right, and which is which is you know uh, um, you know it, it's courageous because all of the mainstream science is focusing on either new drugs or vaccines. Right. So now you've got one foundation that is going to really focus in on. A cure. So I think that's awesome. It was. It was what were your thoughts on it, Aaron? Well, it was definitely a historic moment as we, you know, stood there. You guys were sitting in there, and uh, that was the photograph that uh, the Reuters photographer captured with me and and Tim in the background. Uh, and it, funny enough, we were just taking a photo of ourselves, um, and I was sharing some words with them, but. Um, as you all know, I mean, there's cameras everywhere at IAC, and so you're, you're never really free of them. But, um, you know, the, the importance of it was, yes, we've had two other patients that have tentatively been cured of HIV. We don't know yet, 100%. It looks good. We don't know. Timothy is 100% cured, and he reaffirmed mm-hmm. that. Uh, additionally, the uh, foundation is the first and only of its kind in the United States Will not it will not address prevention, outreach, education, only a cure, and especially innovative cures. Um, and so the the magnitude of that press conference, um, I, I think it's still going to take time for all of us to kind of wrap our head around it. 
Yep. Right. Um, just just a chance for us to meet and spend as much time with Tim as what we did. Tim is an amazing person, as, as both of you can attest to, and his his love of life and his um, he's got more energy than all of us combined, probably. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it was just, it, for all of us as young activists, I would say that the week was just magical, and that, that was one of the things that added to the magic of all of it. Yeah. I yeah, meeting, meeting him and his partner, Ralphka, uh was definitely one of those moments, like I said, that was the highlight of, of the conference. And if you're not familiar with Timothy Brown's story, you can check our archives. He was on the show about a month ago, um, and, and he shared everything, and he talked about all the the controversy about him not being cured. So you can go check that out in the archives. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Daniel Bauer's show um, that was sponsored by Just Get Tested, which I want to send a big thank you out to them because they're an amazing organization. Uh, Daniel actually came on with Dr. Salco from Just Get Tested on Wednesday's live show from the conference. And um, I no, have to Tuesday. say, despite – Tuesday, whenever. Despite the, <laughs> the, the, despite the um, you know the the bumps in the road before the show, I think that the show was a total success. Yes, it really I mean, was. Aaron, I, I think you were awesome. I, I well, let let me just kind of mention that really fast. Mm-hmm. Is um, I had a I was supposed to be be there, but unfortunately, I had a family emergency. And I had to race back to Charlotte, North Carolina, at the last minute. And and this is the kind of person that Aaron is, and it's the kind of team that we that we built together here. Is Aaron, without blinking, stepped in and learned the show um, hours before. Yes. <laughs> and, and and took the stage with Daniel. And and I personally just want to say thank you Aaron for for doing that for for pitching in and just for for just saying you know what let me do what it is I need to do and and you did it and um and so now I finally have an official uh understudy that won't lock me in a closet um (laughs) but uh so I I just wanted to say personally thank you uh on air and in, in front of everybody so so Aaron, tell me about your experience with Beyond Belief and, and working with Daniel. What did you think? Well, I, I will say this. Um, you know, the, the amazing thing about our team is that we all have different talents. And it was very refreshing being around people that, you know, sometimes ego can kind of get in the way, and that wasn't the case at all with any of us. We all mm-hmm. kind of let each other shine in our own little respective ways. Um, and uh, so with Daniel, uh, because we were so caught up in the moment and, and – doing everything I it, I would say I got emotional when we were practicing everything because he is a, has an, a very amazing story and the craft that he does with with uh, his uh, uh, magic um, is very amazing to say the least and so yeah you know hearing his story and how he shared it and, and how how the, cr- the crowd responded to him um, that was amazing for me and uh I was just glad I was able to do it, um, and uh, you know I think it's a testament to our team. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm watching uh, you do it, Aaron. You were hilarious. I mean, I, I was cracking up um, with the paper balls and everything. I mean, you were, you were, you, it was great. And I'm glad. Yeah, that no, no, uh-uh. well. no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Now this is where my ego gets bruised. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, that, I, it was. Yeah, it was we'll awesome, be talking man. after and the show. I, I don't think anybody else, Jeremy. Jer, Jeremy, I don't think anyone else could have filled your shoes any better. To be honest, um, so I, I'm kidding. I, think, I am just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm just telling you. I think that that you know. It, 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 was, it was really great, and, and kudos for Daniel, and kudos to everybody at Just Get Tested for um, sponsoring the show and getting the show there, because honestly, without them, the hashtag HIV team would not have had a, a headquarters, um, and Beyond Belief would not have happened, probably, at, at, the, at the AIDS conference. So I just want to, you know, shout out to them again. They're an amazing organization, and I'm sure that you're going to hear much more about them coming up. Um, we did do another show that, if you may have missed on Tuesday, we did a live half-hour no. show with no, uh, no, Mondo no, Boyer. No, Mon- that was, was Monday. Was it Monday? See, I'm glad yeah, days are mixed up. So, who checked the archives? We did a live show also with Mondo, who talked about uh, winning Project Monterey All-Stars, his new, um, his new um, iDesign project, and also about what it was like for him to actually go through the process of picking the next uh, cast for Project Runway. So, you can listen to that in the archives as well. Um, some of the things that I, some of the people that we met, I just want to mention some of the people that we met for the first time, which I thought was incredible to meet these people that, you know, are on Pause I Am who listen to the radio show. Uh, we got to meet Dee. We got to meet Maria Mejia. Uh, we had the lovely opportunity to meet Marvelyn Brown, which was so much more than I expected. She's one of my heroes and has been one of my, you know, supporters from the very beginning. So meeting her was amazing. Uh, of course, uh, we talked about meeting Jamar and his mother, Timothy Brown and Rauska. Uh, Aaron, meeting you was an amazing thing in itself, and I'll tell you that's one of the, the favorite things of the conference. Um, being able to meet everybody at thebody.com, being able to meet Tree Alexander. Um, we uh, met Tom Donahue. Uh, my friend Nathan showed up. Uh, Travis from Paz I Am was there. RJ, Michael Mancia, who is the author of um, God, why can't I think of the name of the book? Loving the time of HIV and AIDS. Um, we got to meet Sheena, Hydea Broadbent, which was amazing, uh, Janine Brignola, Nick Rhodes, and, of course, Ken Warnock, which was amazing. Just meeting these people um, is, is what I take back because we don't get these opportunities, you know? Right. Exactly. Guess who just friended me on Facebook? Who? Oh. Timothy Brown. Hi, right, girl. I've already been his friend. Next, I've already been a friend too. <laughs> right. One of the other things I want to talk about. Okay, I'm hanging up really, now. Bye. <laughs> since we're really down <laughs> to the last couple minutes of the show, is um, we actually announced the winner of the hashtag HIV photo challenge, um, and the winner was Carrie Farmer, and on Twitter she is Kit Kat Farmer, um, and her image was was the chosen one. Um, she chose to use her family, which I think is very important when it comes to educating people with HIV. Um, especially her daughter, who is, I believe, I want to say under the age of probably seven. Um, so I think she, it was well-deserved by many, but I think her winning uh, was the right choice. And she is actually now going to attend the Positive Living Conference um, that's going to happen in March in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, for the very first time. And I think that's what it was all about. So I just want to congratulate her for winning, too. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's see. Do you um, have any other things that you would like to talk? We have about five minutes. Is there any other things you would like to? uh... (laughs) 
But you well, you know, I can always talk, as you learned after a week of living. Wait a minute. Well, let's do this. If you're, if, I know we didn't open the lines, but I kind of want to open the lines. We have about three minutes left. If you were at the conference, call the show and tell us what you think. Three four seven two one five nine four four two. We'll try to bring you on real quick before we end. At least a couple of you. Yeah, we'll try our best to get you on. I, I didn't think about opening the lines earlier, but I'm sure people will call in and talk about it. Um, for those who um, are interested, next week we actually will be speaking with Maria Mejia, um, an out and proud HIV-positive lesbian. So she's going to come on and share her story and what the conference was like for her. So that's next week. Maria Mejia will be joining us, which was a hoot. What was your favorite part of the conference, Aaron? Um, God, they're so no. Well, I was I was right up there. Um, <laughs> you know, there's so many good things. I I I I probably um the march uh the uh, march on Tuesday down to the White House or Wednesday down to the White House. That's probably one of my favorite moments. Um, that was yeah, it rates up there. And you didn't get arrested. I did not get arrested. That's right. <laughs> if I was you know there, what? he would have got arrested. Exactly. That is right, too. Yes, that is, exa- that is accurate as well. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of the entire conference, quite honestly, um, was simply developing the relationships with, with all of you. And um, I, I really do. I, I think that was my... As, as, as informative and as great the conference was, it wouldn't have been the same without you guys. So thank you. Yeah. Actually, um, and I want to say the same thing with the same thing, meeting you. Um, you. I mean, bonding with all of you there was what um, touched me the most. Uh, we do have a caller, so let me bring this caller on. Caller, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Robert. Uh, this is Stephen in Boston. Hey, Stephen. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Fabulous. I just wanted good. I um so I did make it down to the conference. I was disappointed I uh never met up with you guys. It was a busy week. But um Yes it was. But uh you know, one of the things that really struck me personally in my situation is I'm kind of in between um you know, some people knowing and some people not and one of the things I really took away about is just how uh, important it is for us to be open about our status and, yeah, you yeah. know, the positive change that can come of that. So, you know, I commend all of you guys because you're, <clears throat> from my perspective, you're already doing that. But that was really a moving part of the conference and hopefully moving in that trajectory myself. So yeah. it was a cool time. I totally agree. So, yes, I agree. Hey, well, thanks for calling in. Sure. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. Aaron, Thank you. Um, real quick, real quick, Aaron, I want you to talk about uh, the new page you just created on Facebook. Well, stemming from uh, D.C. and uh, the, the turnout that we had or, or the reaction that we had, I'm encouraging everyone um, to make a sign that reads, you're HIV positive, and post it. There's a Facebook fan page, uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash I am HIV. Um, I will tell you, as you all learn, I'm very radical. And I think that we have to be out and disclose our statuses. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. 
and yes, there's, there can even be negative repercussions, but until we all stand up and we disclose our status, this society will not be changed. So, you know, find us online, uh, find us through Pause I Am uh, and through our respective uh, pages, and let's stand together and tell our world. You know, one individual person can be discriminated against. You can't discriminate against an entire group of people if we all stand together, and, I, and that's what I'm calling for people to do. So there you have it. Go to the I Am HIV Positive page on Facebook and like it and upload your photo. Uh, me and Jeremy uploaded ours, so we're really excited about this. Um, so go check it out. Um, Aaron, by, thank by you so the way, much. can I oh, – yes, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to mention no, really ahead. quickly, really fast, is that we took the picture with the sign first <laughs> before Aaron did. That is true. That is true, yes. But I ain't mad at you. It's all right. All right. Aaron, where can people find you? What's your what's your website? Uh, I'm, uh, it can be found on YouTube, youtube.com uh, forward slash Laxton A, or just type in My HIV Journey on Google. You can pull me up. Um, or Aaron Laxton on Twitter. You know, I'm just bouncing around the Internet, so I'm all over. Well, I Literally. think you're an incredible activist, and I admire you a hundred times. You're awesome. You guys are more awesomer. No, you're so more awesome. You. <laughs> so, so thank you for sitting in with us for the hour and doing the recap show with us. Um, like I said, meeting you was, in, was incredible, and I think that, you know, we have this bond that we're going to carry and work together for the rest of our lives, I believe. That is true. The world ain't seen the last of us, and we're going to change it. So That's right. Buckle your seatbelts. Glory to the people. Right. Aaron, you have yourself a great night. You Love too, guys. You guys. Talk to you later. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Remember, next week we'll be speaking with Maria Mejia, and you can find more information on Jeremy by going to PositivelySpeaking.com and more information on myself and the radio show and links to all these fabulous people and past shows by going to PauseIM.com. Jeremy, great show, great conference. It's, and I can't wait to talk to you next man. week. We'll see you What's next week. That's an onward and upward, man. Yes, have a great night.